Today on The Good Word, we're talking about a mirage and about temptation and how the two are related. Wouldn't it be great if we never made mistakes and if we never made a bad choice or did anything wrong? Or maybe we have to make some mistakes to learn that the boundaries the Lord has shared with us as His commandments are there to protect our happiness. And even then, even when we know intellectually that we'll be happier making good choices, we can still give in to temptation and make bad choices. Welcome to the world of being a human being on earth. Christian writer John Bloom once pointed out how temptation works, and even why it works. It's because, just like a mirage, temptation appeals to something good in us, our desire to be happy. If you're crossing a desert, you're dying of thirst, and you see a mirage out in the distance, the reflection of light on the hot sand that makes it look like there's an oasis of water out there, you might know intellectually that it's a mirage. But sometimes our desire to be happy, in this case, a desire to drink water and relieve our thirst and live, can overcome what we know. And off we go, further into the desert, seeking for something we'll never find. In almost every temptation we experience, evil is presented to us as something good, a way to be happy. That's what's so insidious about temptation. It uses our natural hope and our desire for happiness to rob us of that happiness. We might know that stealing is wrong. And yet, have we ever unconsciously thought, I need this. If I have this, I'll be happy. Well, the fact is that whatever we might steal is not going to make us happy, but in fact, will eat away at our conscience and bring us unhappiness. Same with eating that extra food we were going to do without in the interest of our health. Same with the boundaries we set up with people who are not our spouses. And the same with giving in to anger. It can all seem, for just a moment, that crossing these lines will bring us happiness or relief. And so sometimes we step over that line. The Apostle Paul knew all too well that temptation is part of our existence. It's the common experience for all of us to be tempted. He reminded the saints in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that even though the children of Israel had been led through the Red Sea, even though they'd been miraculously fed with manna, even though they'd seen water brought forth out of a rock, in spite of all these miracles they'd seen, they gave in to idolatry and even worse temptations the moment Moses was out of their midst. They were seeking happiness where they knew, according to God, that it could not be found. And yet, off they went to seek it. And Paul reminds us, too, that none of us are so righteous or so good that we won't be tempted along the way. Here's how he said it. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Interesting. Paul says there isn't any temptation that will come to you that isn't a temptation for others. In other words, there are no special temptations just for you that don't affect anyone else, and also, that God has made a way to escape those temptations. Have you ever felt that a temptation was just too much to resist? Well, that's our emotions telling us we simply have to have something to be happy, even though it's not true. And the fact is, we do have a way out. 
We may not feel strong enough ourselves at first to think through the consequences and remember what the Lord has told us, but we can call on the Lord in our weakness and wavering and ask for His help and surrender to His will and give the fighting of temptation to Him. Since He has promised, He will fight our battles for us. Yes, we're tempted when something is presented to us in a way that appeals to our hope and to our desire for happiness, but it's the same for everyone that we can turn to the Lord and remember that those things are mirages. The promised happiness doesn't really exist, no matter how far we pursue it. We have a Savior who is mighty to save us when we've made mistakes and chased after the empty promises of happiness. And we have a God who is mighty to save and to fight our battles for us when our will is weak and we surrender those temptations to Him. And that's the good word. Good word.